Hey, Broken Salespeople. So today on the podcast, we are talking about International Women's Day, toxic masculinity, and sales. That's on this episode of the Broken Salespeople podcast. Hey, Broken Salespeople. Welcome to the workshop. My name is Red Staffstrom, and today we are here to help you fix your broken sales skills. So the day I'm publishing this is International Women's Day. And I wanted to do this today because a lot of the issues that women are facing with glass ceilings, with discrimination, with um, gender pay gaps, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, come from men. Uh, it comes from toxic masculinity, an unwillingness to listen, a the whole list goes on and on. So today, in honor of International Women's Day, I really wanted to shine the spotlight on some toxic masculine behaviors. I know that's almost counterintuitive, but we don't fix the problem that women are facing unless we fix what the actual problem is. The problems women are facing are symptoms of toxic masculinity, of our inability to listen, our unwillingness to be human about these things. Um, and in sales, it is the discrepancy is even more glaring than in most places. Um, so I wanted to go through the list. I have this list, um, well, from Green Hill Recovery. Um, just in case you are watching on video, I'm showing the screen um, on my phone. And it lists six traits, six traits that are common to toxic masculine behaviors. Um, they are unconditional physical toughness, physical aggression and fear of emotions, discrimination against people that aren't heterosexual, hyper-independence, sexual aggression and violence, and anti-feminist behavior. And what I want to do today is go through that list and talk about where I see these traits within the sales industry at large. Now, this is not every sales organization, obviously, but it's common enough that I think you guys will start seeing it when I point it out. Um, I'm going to be calling out one particular scene quite a bit um, because of how famous it is in the sales industry, and that is Alec Baldwin's... Uh, speech from Glen Gary, Glen Ross, the speech, the, the monologue that he did that pretty much got, that won him best actor or best supporting actor back in the late eighties. Um, it is a phenomenal speech. It is a phenomenal performance, but it also highlights almost everything that is wrong with the sales industry. Um, so I'm going to go through those six characteristics from Green Hill Recovery and I'm going to say where I see them within the sales industry. And if I don't see them as much, I'll say that, but I'll point out like the little bits that are gleaming through. So one, unconditional physical toughness. Let's go back to that Alec Baldwin speech. You need a pair of brass balls to sell in real estate. How does that sound to you? <laughs> um, you need to be tough. You need to be strong. You need to be able to endure anything. You need to be completely fearless. Um, that physical toughness is right baked into that sentence. And now look at the way we treat ourselves as salespeople. We are on call almost 24 hours a day. Um, and I'm not saying we are the only industry that does that. 
but we have to respond to clients almost immediately. Coming from a real estate background, I know people who are responding at two o'clock in the morning. In fact, that's their whole sales pitch. Their whole sales pitch when they talk to potential clients is, I'm available anytime by phone. Okay, when do you take a break? When do you take care of yourself? How do you avoid burnout? Um, that constant always being on call, always being ready to go. I don't need a break. I don't need to take lunch. Um, that's detrimental. It, it's showing that toughness is good, but you have to know that you can't do it forever. But in sales, we're expected to. We're expected to constantly be able to drop everything and just completely help that customer to not miss any opportunities. And it's draining. Um, we're discouraged from vacations because we are a commission-based business, a commission-based job. We don't take breaks. Um, very few salespeople take the real vacations that they need to in order to recharge. And if they do, they're still probably on the phone most of the time. It, it's that toughness. It's that constantly be going attitude. And it's hurting us. Point number two from Green Hill Recovery, physical aggression and or fear of emotion. So physical aggression, um, let's talk about the way that we actually talk about our customers, talk about the way that we handle things. I cannot tell you how many sales managers I have heard, you need to control your customer. You need to dominate the conversation. That aggression seeps into all of our language, all the things that we do, it really just trickles into it. Now, that fear of emotion, think about the way most salespeople try to sell. They don't sell on emotions. They lack that emotional intelligence. So, so many people fall back on selling by statistics, selling by logic, that fear of emotion. Um, and if you don't believe me, let me just say that this one phrase, and you probably will, feature, advantage, benefit. Yeah, we're not talking about emotion here. We're literally saying this has 390 horsepower, so it does this. And here's how that helps you. That feature, advantage, benefit ties into so much, and we've designed that phrase in order to avoid actually talking to people on an emotional level. Um, doesn't happen all the time. All the best salespeople understand emotions and are emotionally intelligent, uh, whether they realize it or not. But so many people are trained and so many people adopt feature, advantage, benefit, just the facts, as the way of selling. Discrimination against LGTBQ. Now, this does happen a little more in sales, but I don't think it's as prevalent as, it's tough for me to say as a heterosexual cis white man, um, I will be honest that I don't see it as much, but I wouldn't be the person who notices it. I, I will admit that. Um, but I have had managers who, when they wanted to insult me or coworkers who, when they wanted to assault me, bring up sexuality as if it's a negative thing. It, it, it's the nature of sales, but it's also just an old school way of thinking. And I don't know if it's purely sales or if it's widespread. Like I can't really tell the difference sales versus the overall culture. Um, just to be 
completely transparent. It probably is more common in the sales world, but I see it everywhere. So I don't know if sales is necessarily to blame for anti LGBTQ discrimination. Um, very possible, very probable even, but I don't have the proof to back it up. I'll put it that way. Hyper independence. Eat what you kill. Go out there and hunt. Um, those kind of ideas where we are not reliant on somebody else to make the sale, where we are able to provide for ourselves. There is this very caveman thought process when it comes to sales, where we are able to create something out of nothing, where all you need to give us is a phone line and we'll make blank dollars. It's true, but it is so prominent in the sales industry, and it is such a point of pride um, that it's impossible for it not to become a little toxic, a little destructive. Um, sexual aggression and violence. Um, violence, I won't say, but sexual aggression is definitely part of sales. Um, I have been part of multiple sales organizations who have said, well, have you ever picked up a girl at a bar? If you, if you can't do that, you have no place in sales. I have heard that from multiple managers at multiple organizations. Um, they believe the ability to have one night stands is on par with your ability to sell. Um, that's not really true. Um, in fact, I believe monogamy is actually almost better for salespeople because rather than building a bunch of shallow relationships, you build much deeper relationships with monogamy. Um, just a personal thought preference, um, but it depends on the kind of sales you're into. Retail sales are much more promiscuous, let's just say, uh, than B2B sales. Um, that's just the way that they're built, but it's kind of different for everybody. Um, I'm a big believer in deeper relationships and doing things that way. But the idea of one night stands, picking up a girl from the bar, like that is so intertwined, particularly in car sales. Um, I see that a lot. Um, so that is something that I do see is that sexual aggression. And the last one is anti-feminist behavior. So one, let's just look at the hiring practices in sales. What would you say the ratio of men to women is uh, in sales roles? Um, I bet you men make up at least 65 to 70% in most cases. Um, it, it's m probably two to one in terms of men to women in the sales field. Not saying women are less capable. In fact, I usually say the opposite. But it's kind of the way hiring happens. Um, I have even heard people who have said, well, there's something about having a man in a sales position and people don't respect women in sales positions. I've heard that from a few managers, a few owners even. Um, it is entirely untrue, but that anti-feminist behavior is common. The second thing I'm going to say is what is our least favorite objection that we hear as salespeople? Well, I just need to talk to my wife. Don't you hate that one? Yeah, it, it's. but when we say it, we don't say, oh, I just need to talk to my husband. It's always I have to talk to my wife when we talk about that objection in 
role play, in practice, in meetings. We talk about how much we hate hearing, I just need to talk to my wife. And then we go forward and emasculate the man who wants a healthy relationship with open lines of communication. Let's think about how we do that and how often we do that. It's extremely toxic. Um, we are literally trying to teach our customers to stop valuing the opinions of women. It's disgusting. Um, we are willing to jeopardize their, their marriage for, in some cases, a few hundred bucks. <sighs> this is why, uh, this point in particular is why I wanted to do this episode on International Women's Day. Because of how anti-feminist, how anti-women the sales industry has gotten. And I don't like it. Um, it is, we are losing more than we are gaining by making it a boys club. Um, purely, if I were to point out the two that are the most damaging, I would say the fear of emotion and the anti-feminist behavior. Those are the ones that are hurting us the most as salespeople. We need to stop doing that. Make sure you go to the women in your life. Um, if you're a man listening to this, um, tell you how tell them how much you appreciate them. Stand up for them. Go and empower them to do something amazing on their own. Whether it's apply for a sales job, build their own business, whatever it is, empower them to do that. Be that voice that stands up for women, and you'll be better off for it. I promise you. Um, but I, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's a little bit different than some of the things I, I normally do, but I think it absolutely ties into emotional intelligence, sales as a whole, sales management, and there are different things that we need to look to. Um, please take the time, go to brokensalespeople.com. You could read blogs there. There's a bunch of free training, brokensalespeople.com slash ramblings. Um, I am also beginning work on a specialized sales course for introverts. Um, sales for introverts, if you are an introvert, if you recharge by being alone, make sure you follow me on different social platforms so you know when it comes out. Uh, should be in the very, very near future. Um, already speaking to video editors and things along those lines, um, but that is coming out soon and it's going to be less than a hundred bucks for probably three to four hours of content. Um, high end history of sales, um, emotional intelligence, personality theory, how to sell as an introvert, how to recharge and put yourself in the right place. It's all going to be in there and a lot more. So make sure you stay tuned. Follow me on all the different social channels. Connect with me on LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, until next time, go fix yourself. Mm -hmm.